0: Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. So I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people who don't love cleaning and organizing. I am also the author of of how to manage your home without losing your mind and my new book Decluttering at the Speed of Life which is available now wherever books are sold you can listen to the audiobook get that through audible.com or wherever you like to buy audiobooks um or get the paperback or the kindle or the nook or whatever you want just go to slash book and you can find the information there so the book is out i'm exhausted Um, which kind of is going with what we're talking about today. And I'm calling this podcast number 161 hitting the wall. And I don't mean like in the office when Andy hits the wall two different times. I forgot that he does that a second time. Anyway, um, I am talking about hitting the wall metaphorically, right? I'm a little tired. So my, um, You know, big words might be wrong. But anyway, um, I'm talking about when you just kind of are stopped and just can't go on. So, um, but I'm I'm talking about this from the perspective of what I was experiencing in those last probably five or six days before the book came out. And my husband might even say sooner than that. Um, But, and just how that affects my house. Um, so the example that I give of hitting the wall, my, I have two teenage boys and they talk about the food wall. Have you guys heard of this? Evidently this is a competitive eating term. Oh my goodness. So, um, you know, one of my kids for his 14th birthday last year wanted to go to Red Lobster. A lot of times that's where we like to go because we don't go places that are that expensive, which I know there's a lot more expensive places in the world, but that's about one of our more most expensive places that we go. And so it's kind of a birthday special occasion type place for our family anyway. and he had decided he wanted to go to Red Lobster for his birthday and that he was so excited because it was endless shrimp. So we get there and he's acting a little weird, you know he's like his strategy he's like strategizing or something. And it turned out that he had been looking up on the internet strategies for endless shrimp for how to get the most shrimp for how to eat as much shrimp as he humanly possibly could y'all the things that you just don't envision when they're cute little babies but that's the reality of teenage boys Anyway, so yeah, he was, um, coming up with strategies and this is where they started talking about hitting the food wall, you know, extending the point where you hit the food wall, which is where you can't eat anymore. I, I just want to assure you guys that, um, we don't, we purposely don't go to a whole lot of, um, endless restaurants. Um, it's, it's, it's such a challenge because you want to feed your teenage boys, but then you also have to have this balance here. And I also will brag on this same kid who has been doing Whole30 for the last month. It was his, or three weeks, I guess. It was his decision to do it and he has rocked it. I mean, I've been so super impressed with how well he's done. Anyway, which doing Whole30 when you eat at school and having a school lunch, y'all, it's hard. It's not easy. Anyway, um, but it's our version of Whole30, which is not what real people do. Anyway, real like whole third years. But so I'm talking about hitting the wall. And when I say that, I say that, I mean, it's this mental feeling that I was feeling for the week or so before the book came out, where I was just so completely overwhelmed that my kitchen was a disaster. And I would look around and just go, I just can't even. I just can't even like I just, and thankfully I did run the dishwasher once a day. Somehow it was still a disaster pretty much all the time, but that's the thing that keeps it from, you know, going into the land of no return or whatever that is. Um, my husband would do what he could to help. He's great at that. Um, you know, but it just was continually in this crazy state And I just, you know, my husband was taken over because he knew, you know, I, he's very supportive. I mean, he's really, and he never has a problem with doing it anyway. But my point is, I just, it's like, I was just too overwhelmed to even do anything. And I just felt like I was just hitting a wall and doing that. And so I know that that's reality. Sometimes, yes, there is slob vision where I don't even notice as it's getting bad, um, but then there's also just this, when I'm in project mode, completely focused on something non home related, even though it was a book about home, but whatever. Um, that I'm like, I can't, I just can't, I just, I, I, I just can't deal with those daily, daily things, which is wrong. And which is the reason why things used to get out of control. Cause I didn't understand that was necessarily what was going on now. At least I can identify it. And I did, do laundry. My family was so excited because I made it all the way through our laundry loads this week, where the last two weeks, I think I had left a load till the next week. So people were getting a little anxious about running out of undies anyway, but just kind of that wall that happens. I know I just wrote a book about decluttering and I should be coming on here and telling you how incredibly easy it is (laughs) now that I have it all figured out. Um, so decluttering, Yeah makes a huge difference. Because I will guarantee you, if I had not decluttered as much as I have in the last eight years, it would, or nine years, right? Almost nine years. It, this crazy project mode focused on something other than house for a while, um, would have been ridiculous. I mean, it it just would have been almost unrecoverable. But here we are. It's Friday. I know I'm late getting this podcast recorded. Um, The book came out on Tuesday and I am pretty proud of how my house looks. Like if somebody was to knock on the door, if I knew who you were, I would let you in. I would even let you come into my master bedroom. Is it perfect right now? Uh, No, because I didn't make my bed this morning. But anyway, um, yeah, like I would let you into my house. So we go from the way things were on Monday and Tuesday of just absolute craziness to, yeah, I would let you in. That could never have happened if I had not decluttered what I have decluttered in the last nine years. Okay. So getting that stuff, that's my main thing for, that's my main passion about Yes, there's such huge value in decluttering because when I declutter, that stuff is gone. So even when every single thing, even though it's not true, but it feels like it, every single thing in my house is out of place, there's truckloads less stuff to be out of place. And because I use my first decluttering question, which gives me a home for everything, then I can just put things back in their homes. It's not like it used to be when everything was bursting at the seams anyway, even when it was as under control as I ever got it, cuz there was way too much stuff. So when things got out of control, it wasn't just a matter of putting things back into their places, it was a matter of not even having a place for everything that was out and exploded and thrown up all over my house. Um anyway, and then there's this whole thing of I don't know if you guys have been Follow me on Instagram. I'm a slob comes clean on Instagram, um, which I'm having a lot of fun with lately. Kind of reminds me of old school blogging, you know, just kind of like, hey, this is what I did today in my house, or hey, this is this item that I decluttered. Anyway, because it's just fast and I can do that in two or three minutes. But um, I shared what happened to us, which was a little bit crazy. So Sunday night, my husband comes in. This is a random personal story. My husband comes in on Sunday night and says, (laughs) puppy. (laughs) And I'm like, what? And it sounded like that because I was asleep. I heard the word puppy and our dog is like three years old, but I call her my puppy because she's the cutest thing ever. Anyway. And I'm like, what? What? And I was like, okay. So I get up and I, my eyes adjust and I see that this puppy he's holding is an actual puppy and it's not our puppy. And, um, it had quite literally, Scratched on our front door, so we let our our dog out in the front yard for a little bit, or my husband does before he goes to bed, just to go to the bathroom, and um, that's their little routine. You know, she knows all his routines. Oh, he's making the coffee. Well, it's about time for me to go outside. Anyway, here's what I think happened because the vet thinks that someone dumped her, which we don't even live in the country, but um, I think if somebody dumped her, I'm guessing that they saw our little dog outside and were like, "Oh, dog lovers here." anyway, so this little puppy and we have had her posted on all of our local stuff, trying to find her owner, putting it out there. Um, but y'all, she was so skinny and scrawny, had hookworms, but she's on medicine. And it's amazing how much weight she's gained just in this week that she's been here. But, but I guess my point of all of that, I have not decided if we can do this y'all. I just was like, I can't, I can't I have a book. I have a book. I'm, I'm going on tour. I'm, this is crazy. Anyway. Um, it's, it's bananas, but at least we're trying to get her healthy and hopefully find her owners. But I'm getting more and more doubtful every day about whether or not that's going to happen. Um, but it was like, that just about sent me over the edge, like sent me, like I already had a million things going on. So anyway, now that I have dumped on y'all all of my own craziness, I promise you, I am going to share with you some strategies of things that actually work, to get through these times? Do they automatically cure these times and mean that they just, oh, oh my goodness, I was hitting a wall, but then I listened to Dana's podcast and now everything's perfect and my house is back to wonderful. Um, Not necessarily, but there are ways to cope. Okay. Because here here's the truth about people like us, right? I'm sorry if you don't identify, I'm sorry for calling you us, but a whole lot of people, because I hear from y'all a lot. We like our projects. We like creative things like doing plays and writing books and um, making costumes and all these kinds of things. Um, so yeah, these things happen and moments of complete and total overwhelm where you just feel like you're hitting a wall. It it happens. Okay. Um, but before I do that, I want to make sure that I tell you about our podcast sponsor today, who I am very excited about. And that is canvas people. Here's a question. What do you do with all your photos? What's the one thing Okay, here's two questions. What's the one thing people freak out about when something goes up goes wrong with their phone? Photos. I have photos on my phone from when my kids were one third the size they are now. But you have your favorites, right? Because I always have my phone. That means I always have a camera in my hands. And because of that, I have captured some amazing shots that truly take my breath away. And I'm not even an amazing photographer. But catching my kids mid laugh or mid hug makes me feel like an amazing photographer. So what do you do with the amazing photo you got? For those favorite photos, you've got to check out Canvas People. Canvas People print your favorite photos on Canvas for really unique, beautiful prints. I surprised my husband, with a photo of our family from our vacation last summer. He had mentioned recently how he would like to have some more current photos of our family for his office. Y'all, when I showed him the canvas people print and then told him that it was for his office, his, like his mouth dropped open, his eyes lit up, he had this huge smile. He was so excited because it's beautiful. These prints are like pieces of art, but they feature your very favorite people in the world or whatever, maybe a scene or something that you took, uh, you know, you took a picture of a sunset or something with your camera and you're like, Oh my goodness, this looks like it should be on the wall. Well, guess what? It can be on the wall. Um, and here's the coolest thing for the one that I had made into, um, a canvas people print for my wall. I went through the entire process on my phone, like that's how easy it is. I know you're going to love canvas people. And I have a special code that you can use to get an 11 by 14 canvas people print free. That's a $69.99 value. All you do is pay the, shi- the shipping and handling. Sorry. Get your own 11 by 14 canvas people print for free. Just visit canvaspeople.com, upload your photo and enter this special code clean. C-L-E-A-N. This is a special limited offer for today's listeners, go to, to go to canvaspeople.com today and use code clean for your free print. I think y'all will love it. Okay. So let's talk about what are the actual strategies that I try to use? I mean, obviously not incredibly like perfectly successful because I still went through all this, but what are some of the things that I personally do to Help in these times where I just feel like I'm hitting a wall and I just can't deal. I just can't go there. I just can't wash dishes or whatever. Well, first of all, it's those pre made decisions of knowing which things are going to have the biggest effect and which things have to be done whether or not I feel like it. So, like I said, I loaded the dishwasher. I didn't necessarily wipe down my kitchen table or my counters. There were several times where I just didn't even pay any attention to that. But it was just like I just uh, if all I am gonna do is this, it's one thing. It's got to be this. I knew the one thing to start with: doing the dishes. Okay, keeping up with laundry. I keep up with laundry because Monday is laundry day, and Monday happens, and it's one of the most. I mean, I know everybody's like, "Oh, Mondays," but I am like, "Well, but it's also the most recognizable day of the week <laughs> because it's the day that." we go from Sunday out of the routine to back into the routine on Monday morning. It's like, okay, where, you know, sometimes you go, what day of the week is it? I have no idea. Mondays, I usually know that it's Monday. And so knowing that is that trigger of, I have to do laundry. So even on those weeks where that last load of darks never, ever made it through the rotation and just laid on the floor until the next week we piled more on top of it, they had enough clothes to make it through the week because I did do three loads that week, as opposed to where before, when I didn't have any kind of pre-made decision that laundry is going to happen on Mondays, it's like, it would just go on and on and on. And then, ah, what? Nobody has any underwear? Ah, okay. You know, emergency load, whatever, middle of the night, that kind of thing. Um, another thing delete some things from my brain. So here's one of the things that as a big ideas person, I had a running list for probably the last, I mean, this whole writing this book process was just squeezed so incredibly tight, but, um, probably the last six months I've had a running list going on the notes thing on my phone, um, of things that I would like to do for this book launch. I mean, just all these, Oh, I would love to do this. I'd love to do this. I'd love to do this. This would be a great idea. This would be a great idea. And so I put them on there and I've used that as my to-do list. And so, especially in these last several weeks, when I was trying to get every last thing done, I would be checking that all the time. And then I finally realized, I think it was probably last week at some point, I was like, you know what? The to-do list itself is stressing me out because every time I look at it, I have to mentally skip down through the list to find something that actually could happen in the time that I have left for this project. Okay. It's kind of like, you know, if you listen to my 14 days to getting your home ready for guests that happened, um, I think I did those podcasts in November last year, maybe. Um, but if you listen to those, you know, as you get on down through the list, I, you have, you delete things, you know, you go through, okay, well, this was my list of everything I wish I could do. Now let me take a real look at how much time I have left, how much I've done so far. And let me just go ahead and take things off the list that are not going to happen. Not because I got them done, but because having them on the list, freaks me out and stresses me out because I feel like a failure every time I go, well, that's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. So they were never things that had to happen in the first place. They were just neat ideas that I had. Oh, you know what? I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. And so taking those things off of my list is very helpful for me. Okay. Um, so removing the, wouldn't that be nices from my to-do list helps. Um, take five minutes to do anything that takes less than five minutes. Um, I had a podcast that I did in the fall. I think I called it power hour. Um, where I talked about, you know, taking, I think I had said I was going to take an hour and it only took me, I don't know, it was less than an hour, significantly less than an hour to cross things off the list, like make, um, doctor's appointments or, you know, oh, these things have been nagging at me forever. And I've just never done it. Okay, if it takes less than five minutes, I'm going to go ahead right now and do anything that takes me less than five minutes, getting those off of the list. For me, it was a lot of times different emails that I needed to send. Oh my goodness, I was supposed to send out an email to this group of people, or I was supposed to check on such and such. Okay. I'm just going to go ahead and do that right now. Um, one of the things for me right now is I'm writing articles for different groups, you know, or different like magazines and stuff like that, that are all these random things that are due. And so one day I just said, I'm just going to blur out, you know, like rough draft, um, sloppy copy is one of one of my kids teachers would call it. Um, I'm just going to do a sloppy copy for each one of these things in this one hour so that then I have something to work with later. And at least I can kind of rest going, okay, I've gotten started on that. But you know, what is it for you in the whole thing that's stressing you out? What can you do that, what in there might only take you five minutes that you could just go ahead and take five minutes and do that, which then just relieves a whole lot of pressure off of the mental stress that's going on. Um, Maybe that five minutes, um, if if you're home overall, maybe you don't have a big project, but your home overall is making you feel this way. What can you do in five minutes that is guaranteed to motivate you? Maybe it's text a friend to set up a play date for your kids. Maybe it's um, those you know, things you have in your donation corner or your donation spot. Maybe it's texting the person who you had thought ideally, which, you know, I'm really big on just sending everything off in a donation thing. Um, maybe it's texting the person who you'd put all those hand-me-down clothes together and said, Hey, can you, um, you know, I've got these clothes for you. you want to stop by? When do you think you could stop by? And then whatever they say, well, that's your that's your kind of new deadline that you've put in place to actually work on your house. Maybe it's taking five minutes to load things in the back of your car and go take it to the thrift store nail. Obviously that might take more than five minutes to get to the thrift store, but getting it into your car might only take you five minutes, or maybe you just take five minutes worth to your car. Whatever I can get into my car in five minutes, that's what I'm going to do. And then I'm going to stop at, whatever, whatever donation spot is on the way to where I'm going anyway today. Um, that one text that you send to a friend or whatever is motivation to at least do a panic clean, which helps. Right. Um, and I'm, I'll just be honest and here's, you know, I have entire podcasts on this subject. Um, but the reason my house looks good today is because my cleaner came yesterday. And it's not because she did all the work. It was that deadline of her coming. Because if you've read my new book and you've been around a while, you know about the layers of a clean house and how her coming is ridiculously huge motivation for me to get the entire house thoroughly picked up before she gets here. Because she can't clean if there's stuff everywhere. And the result of me having hit the wall and being in crazy brain land for a while is that there's stuff all over the place. And so I have to use that motivation as my, you know, I, that it's on the calendar. She's coming every other Thursday. I have only forgot one time we were out of town. Oh my word. I have no idea what it looked like when she came in. It was pretty bad. I was pretty upset about myself, but anyway. Um, but my point is having that on the calendar is a result of a five minute task that I took. Okay. I took the five minute task of finally texting that friend and saying, Hey, can you give me the number of that person that you use to clean? And then within that five minutes, I was also then able to text the person and say, Hey, do you have any availability and getting that on the calendar? Now I know that that is not possible for everybody. I did eight years of this desalbification process without having any help like that, or maybe seven and a half. I don't know. Anyway. Um, but the main value of her coming. Yes. I love that. She cleans my bathtub. But the main value is the fact that I have a, a deadline every other week that I have to have my house thoroughly picked up. Would she say it's thoroughly picked up compared to my friend's house that she also cleans? Uh, no, for me it's thoroughly picked up. Okay. All right. Um, what else was I going to talk about? Um. Okay, so the other, okay. So here's the main thing, working through the steps. So in decluttering at the speed of life, I have the steps to working through an overwhelming mess, which are gone. I think I have even added a step or so, um, from what I've talked about on the blog, cause I, I made it very thorough what I can do, what you can do to work through any mess in your home. I don't care how big it is. Okay. Okay or how small it is, it doesn't even matter. But those steps to working through an overwhelming mess are applied to the different areas in your home. Those steps get me going. Even when I'm working on, let's say a space that's just kind of exploded and gotten out of control, but doesn't necessarily need to be decluttered, but it just needs to be put back together. I use those steps. Like that's how I do it. And usually by step three, I'm done with the room because it's not actually a decluttering project. The steps go all the way through the entire decluttering project, but even just any space that overwhelms me, getting it under control, those first steps help me. So the first step is the easiest of the easy stuff, which is trash. Okay. So if I take trash, if I, if I grab my trash bag and I just say, okay, I'm just going to walk around and get rid of trash. So for example, my game room which is where I did my um, Facebook launch party. Thank you so much. Those of you who attended, that was really, really fun. But that room in there, um, there were parts of it after that day where I was like, oh my goodness, this room, because there were the example prizes that I had and they were just laid all around the floor around where I was sitting. So I'd be able to pick up whatever. There was my son who was helping me. He had his own little setup and I Course, didn't put that away before I went to bed. So there was one set up for my computer, one set up for his, there was my book four by six foot tall sign that um, was behind me. There was also what I had not taken care of beforehand and just said, I don't even care was the couch in there had the back cushions pulled off and a sheet on it because my husband had slept in there the night before with the puppy. Um, so that she would maybe quit crying, which she never did. <laughs> anyway, he's great. My husband's awesome. Anyway, so, um, there was that. And then there was the piled of pillows on the floor next to her. So when I just looked at the room as a whole, I was like, Oh my word, how did this happen? And I just feel like, oh, can I even, and I just said, you know what, I'm going to work through the steps to dealing with an overwhelming mess. Even though this is really just a matter of putting things back together, as opposed to actually decluttering this room, I just need to get it back under control. I went ahead and worked through those steps. So step one is trash. There wasn't much, but there was a little bit. And what that did, even though there's probably only, I would guess five pieces of trash is all I can think of. It got me started it got me moving. It helped me start looking at the room as opposed to just as one big, huge, overwhelming mess. It's, excuse me, it started me looking through and looking at individual pieces, which then helps me break through that feeling of being overwhelmed. Okay. The other thing is I just, well, I I just kept moving through the steps, not the other things. I'm like, I was going to say something really important. Anyway, after that, I just kept working through the steps. So the next step was, um, or is do the easy stuff. Okay. So that was, I would look at it and I would go, this is room is, it's not easy. It's just too out of, co-. well, yes, it is. I have to take the sheet off of the couch. That's easy. Duh. Go put that in the dirty clothes. Um, oh, well, you know, putting the couch pillows back on there. I do that. That's easy. I mean, come on, there's nothing to even think about. And I'm like, oh, Well, now it looks like a real couch and that huge pile of pillows is off of the floor and the room looks that much better, which is the point of the easy stuff step is just to make visible progress, which makes me less overwhelmed, which makes me then able to continue and keep going. Um, and then I was like, okay, what else is easy? Well, we don't actually need to live with my six foot tall book sign in our game room. So I just need to go ahead and put that away. Yeah. Well, that was easy. Took me a couple minutes. I mean, two minutes at the most, probably because I bought the more expensive one this time. That's easier to put up anyway. um, So yeah, that was, that was super duper easy. Okay. um, Yeah. I mean, it's moving through. Oh, well, obviously I need to put these computers away and put the TV trays away. And as I did easy stuff, I was like, Oh, well doing one easy thing at a time, made this room get back under control in, I mean, I did not time it. I probably should have, but I would guess less than 10 minutes, but working through them as the steps to dealing with an overwhelming mess, whether it was legitimate that it was overwhelming or not working through those steps helped me make progress. And then I got through. And that's what I find again and again is these steps to working through an overwhelming mess even when it's not a decluttering project, help me get through it. And I'm generally, if it's just picking up a room, if I will just keep telling myself, this is an easy thing, easy stuff first, I'm going to do this easy. Oh, okay. Well, I'm done. And that's just how it generally works. Okay. Let me see if I had anything else to say. I'm already at 30 minutes. Um, start with trash. That's my thing. Always start with trash. You know that, right? Okay, if you don't know what to do, start with trash. Just grab a trash bag. I am going to brag on my daughter. She'll but she'll be twelve here soon. Um, I guess it's next month. Anyway, um, the other day we we're doing a five minute pickup, and she was walking in through the kitchen. I was like, "What's that?" She, I love this child. Oh my goodness, she has gotten to wear. Every time they do a five minute pickup, her little thing, we call her practical Presley. She does not like it when we call her that. So don't call her that, but this is just who she's been since she was like a newborn is practical Presley. Anyway, she, um, has gotten to her every time we do a five minute pickup, she heads to get a shopping bag, you know, some sort of a grocery store bag, hangs it over her arm and just has that with her as she does her five minute pickup for trash. Y'all the child is brilliant. I love that kid. Anyway, I love them all. But the other kid got the shrimp food wall story and she got that one. So anyway, okay. Um, before I go, I want to make sure that you guys know that I have a book tour coming up and, um, I sent it out to my newsletter this morning. So if you have not checked your email and you're a member of my newsletter, make sure you get that. Um, you check for that and i have listed all the places where i will be um including next tuesday night march 6th in mesquite texas at first united methodist of mesquite i would love to meet you there um i also have dates this month at the end of the month i think it's the 24th double check on my website aslobcomesclean.com/speaking but um double check there for the oklahoma dates um, in norman and more at public libraries. So I will be there and would absolutely love to meet you. Another um things that I have coming on. I really so I'm speaking at the Becoming Conference in Lake Junaluska or Junaluska uh North Carolina near Asheville uh in April. And that one is a conference and it's a The feel, the vibe that I get from it is just that it's going to be relaxing. So I would consider that one to be one that would be a great getaway for you. So go to my page, um, com slash speaking. If that's something that you might want to do with some friends, I would love to meet you there. So there's going to be a lot of different speakers, a lot of focus on home and crafty and cooking and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then the pinners conferences are not relaxing, but they are super duper fun. They're basically, and I'm doing those in Minneapolis, San Diego, and Atlanta. And those are, um, they're very um, home and garden show, or they are, that's what they are. They're a home and garden show with a Pinteresty, which means either crafty or, you know, something like what you would find on Pinterest. They're not, it's not a conference for bloggers. It's a conference for all sorts of people who love Pinterest type things. Um, and so there's all these classes that you can go to. And then there's all the booths. If you like that kind of stuff, not that you need to go home with a bunch of new stuff, except for my book. Um, but you know, you walk through there and and it's, I mean, it's seriously a perfect girls' weekend. If you wanted to go to one of those cities with some of your girlfriends and, um, you know, have a fun time, I think you would enjoy it. So, anyway, I hope to get you to meet you on my book tour. And if you have an event where you are that you would like to set up, um, and have me come, I would love that. Just email me clean at gmail.com. All right. I will talk to you guys later. And don't forget to go to, um, canvaspeople.com, upload your photo and enter the special code clean to get your own 11 by 14 canvas people print. Okay. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.